Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. Welcome to it. Hello. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. That is the voice of Christy. <laughs> now, I have to use, I should have asked you before, I have to use your on-air name. You have an on-air name. Yeah, I do. I do. And, uh, it's I, yeah, it's Christy. Okay. I don't think it's much of a variation, but, you know, that's cool. Cool. I never decided to do that. It's, it, it was something that when it was presented to me when I first got into radio, it was kind of like a necessity. They made it sound like, and then, so, so I, I kind of thought it was a bigger deal than it was, right? Like, oh, I, I got to have an anonymous name so yeah. no one knows who I am. And then what people don't know is I'm also the promotions director, so whenever I post something to social media, it says my full name. Right. <laughs> like, Right under it, so I don't have any anonymity at all. Right, and it just, I don't know, I never thought of him. Like, I'm, I'm Joey. I'm Joey off-air, I'm Joey on-air. It's I guess I could call myself Joe or Joseph on-air, I don't know. But, by the That's, way, what? I this is the only country album I own. You don't, um, yeah, I, I would not peg you for a country person in any way, shape, or form. No, but I, I picked up Chris Stapleton's Traveler. On uh, vinyl. Now, Chris Stapleton, that's a good one. That's a good one. Because he's up and coming. Well, he's huge now. He's huge now. You know, the. Uh, I mean, people try to get him to the Alabama National Fair mm. like a couple years ago when he was first coming up big. Yeah. And now, I mean, you can't even touch him. Well, and I uh, picked my favorite song off the album. Might as well get stoned. Oh, okay. Of course. And, so not and, Tennessee Whiskey. No, Tennessee Whiskey's great, <laughs> but I've heard it a lot. Right, sure. And it's, it's a fantastic play. song. Most of Stapleton's songs are incredible, and I love somebody who's the, the real songwriter, the genius behind all these stars with their great songs. Not knocking their talent. Sure. I just love the, the people who produce, who write, who do everything themselves. And then on his own, he's incredible. But given the song is Might As Well Get Stoned, you just went to Colorado. <laughs> not... <laughs> That's not for that reason. I did. Not for that reason. That would have been my reason, but I don't think that was yours. You were visiting. Friends, I was right? visiting Colorado, and you, you know what? That was something. That was a topic that didn't even cross my mind really until like the day I flew out. Oh no! And then someone asked me, "Oh, you're just you're just you're going to go eat some weed brownies?" I'm like, <laughs> "What are you talking? Oh, I am I am going to Colorado, right? Just full disclosure." You know, parents listening, that kind of thing. I did not, I did not actually try anything. Wow, but it's I know, legal there. I know, I know. It just wasn't, it wasn't that kind of trip. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if you're going to, and I have nothing against it. I really don't. Um, it, it just, the opportunity honestly never presented itself. Wow. I know. 
I mean, and, well, and you posted a lot on Instagram, and like you went skiing for the first time, snowboarding, snowboarding, and I ate so much snow, <laughs> so much snow. Actually, and and Baron Coleman, I know, has been a guest on your show, right? Oh, yeah. He really, really called me out, and uh, I I was so excited, and I posted this snowboarding video of me doing a really decent job, actually, and I felt really proud of it. And then Baron. Baron <laughs> called me out and said, I want to see the video where you crash. Oh. And I'm like, well, now I got to show the freaking video. So Nita had to post the video of me eating it, face planning badly. Oh. Well, but it, you you have to make a fool of yourself before you can be good yeah. at anything. Well, you know, it, at that point, that kind of presented the opportunity to people see how to see how far I came right. on that trip exactly. because I was so bad. And then I posted a video that was really pretty good, but uh, I, I wasn't going to do that until Baron called me out. So see, I've never done anything like that. What, like skiing? Yeah, snow skiing, snowboarding. Mm. I've water skied once or twice. Well, if you got water, oh, okay. Well, water skiing. Have you been like wade boarding? Not really. Okay. Or tubing, little skiing. It's kind of like, I mean, are you, I, I really don't know. I'm asking this question because I really don't know. Are you like athletic at all? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I'll put it this <laughs> way. And I wanted to talk to you about this because okay. uh, you do CrossFit, right? You do yes. a fairly regular workout. I just game. came back, actually. Yeah, you're workout so sweating gross. Sorry. Oh, you're not sweating gross. People <laughs> work out and I know the, I feel the best now. I made a decision. I felt like crap. Okay. After five years up here, sitting behind this board, eating whatever I want, not working out at all. I had weird pains all up and down my arms and shoulders and back just from being hunched over. So I'm, I am shy, though, and I'm, I have become a bit of a hermit trying to get out of my shell. And so I decided to, well, I'll put it this way, the other factor was DDP yoga. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm watching a lot of wrestling. And so everybody that walks out in the wrestling ring, guys, girls, they're all just incredibly fit. So I started to get this complex when I saw myself in the mirror. So I started doing DDP yoga. And it's like eight, nine months now. And I don't weigh myself, but uh, I've lost a lot of weight. Like these jeans I'm wearing, I couldn't wear. Okay, so you're, so, okay, so that's how you know that progress has been made. So you didn't weigh yourself before this process. No, I can just see it in my face, too. It all goes to my face and my gut. And I, I also feel better. I don't have any of those weird radiating pains. Yeah, that happens. And so, like, I've it worked up. I did an hour workout this morning, and it's intense. Good for you. Yeah, and no, I think any kind of. First of all, wait. Do you work out like as soon as you wake up? Yes. Because I cannot. And how early is that, honestly? Um, it it differs, but it's usually about eight in the morning. I, and it's okay, rough. You got to get warmed up. I I do feel like the first. 10 minutes of doing like down dog it's like <laughs> oh my goodness well you know what and i'm gonna let you in on and, and this is just me every person that works out will completely disagree with me on this but i actually hate warming up and i won't do it really uh the reason being is uh, and especially crossfit just the wad the, the wad the workout of the day um the workout itself is so intense i the more i warm up the more tired i'm going to be to start the workout and then i'm going to suck at the workout so okay i i i kind of like to go into it cold turkey and just and, and just go well what i love about my yoga program and i think it's the same for crossfit is it is a scheduled 
uh, workout for you mm-hmm. like days in advance, maybe weeks in advance. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. And that's one thing I used to work out by myself and uh, I didn't have anyone to motivate me or make me do better or yell at me right? and, you know, make me feel crappy for, for being lazy. So now, uh, you know, I'm in a class now and, uh, you know, it's great. I've been doing it for about five years. Wow. I know, I know, I know. And I, and I was, I mean, I personally always felt really good, felt that I looked I looked good. I was happy with the way I looked. I'm just so much more like stronger now right. and muscular. And like I, I could do so much more, I guess, is that I have a lot more muscle tone. Well, some of it was vanity for me. Just like I look like Mr. Peanut in the mirror. <laughs> um, but, it's pretty hard to get over but once it, you see it. <laughs> it's like I, I feel better. Like doing a workout this morning was better than just drinking a cup of coffee and immediately reading political news. I was I doing that, that for years and it made me miserable. And so I'm like, no, I'm going to ignore the news. I'm going to work out. I'm going to play with the dog. God, ignoring the, just ignoring the news <laughs> nowadays like, makes your life exponentially better. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And <laughs> Everything's see, bad. The one downside of me using this app that schedules everything out and I do it at home, well, I was, I have weird, like, weird anxieties. Like, I don't want to be doing down dog, putting my butt up in there in a yoga studio. That would make sense. I would kind of feel weird if you did, yeah. <laughs> if you were okay with that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I need to do more of that. I need to get better at more that. More like stretch, more yoga, stretching. More stretching. Yeah. I, I, I think I just like things like fast paced. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I kind, I'm kind of psychologically psychologically programmed to think like the slower I'm doing something, it, you know, it's not doing anything for me. Well, to but, answer your question though, yeah, I, I was athletic. I played sports in yeah, high school. Yeah, we went off on a way tangent there. Sorry but about that. I, I played sports <laughs> in high school, so it's always for me been like, I I really pushed myself. Our coach we had at Catholic, uh, Tim Trokey, mm-hmm. he the summer workouts were unreal. He said, you maybe will get tougher, maybe get a tougher time at basic training and like boot camp, but he really put us through the ringer and I got through that just fine. And so I always have in the back of my mind, I can go back there. I I know what the mental place you need to be is to push yourself. Absolutely. But it has to be miserable. In the middle of it, it's sometimes miserable. Oh, it's miserable every time. Every (laughs) time. That doesn't change. And I, uh, you know, back back to where this conversation started, um, and, and that really, trying snowboarding for the first time really humbled me because I, you know, I was kind of like, oh yeah, I got, I went to go visit my friend Susie and she, she's really good now. So I felt like the baby that she had to like teach, you know, so I get, I'm like, it's just a balancing, right? So I have the board. I'm like, I mean, it's just a balancing, right? I could do this. And she's like, yeah. Kind of. (laughs) So after I ate it like four times on the bunny slope, uh, she decided I was ready for the mountain. And it's just one of those things, no matter how athletic you are, no matter how used to are, you you use you know, you're used to killing yourself. Uh, anytime you try something new for the first time, um, it's just really going to humble you because you're n- probably not going to be good at it. And I'm one of those people who gets really uh, frustrated if I'm not good at something the very yeah. first time I do it, especially if everyone around me is good and, and I'm the one that has to learn. You know, that's kind of like... But it's you know, almost like... And I know... People are big on don't shame anybody these days. No bullying, no shaming. In a way, I agree (laughs) with that. But sometimes, like, 
fat shaming works or not just fat shaming like you suck at this get better you it know works. what i'm so glad well it, it's especially bad when you just face planet for the 10 million time and a lot literally a line of four-year-olds <laughs> is going past you down the mountain on their skis and it's just like i, I actually remember one time i, I got up it was I, I was really hurting at this point i was really frustrated at this point and i was just like i let out a really dirty word and i was mm-hmm. like Fudge, I had a Christmas story moment. <laughs> and <laughs> and my friend, and they, I mean, as soon as I said it, this ski instructor was leading a line of four-year-olds down. I was like 20 of them. And my friend was like, no, I don't say that. <laughs> right. I was, and I just, I just laid in the snow. I was like, leave me here to die. I'm Ugh. good. No, let's apply this to something maybe wasn't so isn't so physical athletics. Sure. Like when you got into radio broadcasting, this is what yes. you went to school for, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, broadcast journalism. Mm-hmm. So, how, walk me through that that path, that journey <laughs> that leads you here to Blue Water. Because at the Ooh. Christmas party, for folks who don't know, you're given an award for everything you do around here. Oh it's, yes, thank you. For, and I you just des- you very much deserved it because I. You know, I occasionally have to go put in a winter sheet. Sure, yes. Downstairs in your office after you're gone. And right. I just happen to see your notebook and, like, all the stuff you have to plan out and work at. It's yes. incredible. Wow. Um, gosh, you know what? That's so funny you say that because I, uh, I went to LSU, for those who don't know. And I'm sure I'll get a lot of crap for because I do all the time. <laughs> um, but I went for broadcast journalism. And I thought I wanted to be a... Um, news reporter. That was like my huge thing. I was like, I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be on the news. I'm going to be an anchor. And I started out. I was doing. Uh, I was on Tiger TV at LSU, and then I ended up doing an internship at WWL in New Orleans. <clears throat> and I was a reporter, and I remember doing one of my first big stories. And this was my breaking point. This is the point that I realized I did not want to be a reporter. Is when we pulled up to this house. I wasn't really sure what the story was going to be on yet. And it ended up being a murder-suicide um, involving kids. Ooh. And at this point, and, you know, the people I was with were so worried about getting the reactions of the family yeah. and the extended family and just not really worried at all as far as how the family's well-being was. And that was the, that was my breaking point. That's when I knew I didn't want to do that. And um, I got out of it. I ended up being a business development specialist for okay. a law firm in Shreveport, Louisiana. And um, I was doing their website, building their, building their private firm. And, um, and then just off the path, love brought me here to Montgomery. Oh. And I met my husband, my now husband. Uh, he and my brother played football together. Okay. And I came down to Montgomery to see one of um, their games. He went to Huntington. Okay. And uh, that was, I, I moved down to Montgomery six months later. And uh, I started working at GMC, Goodwin Mills, and Kaywood. And I was writing architecture, architectural proposals for them, uh, for them to get jobs. And... I'm sorry if anyone from GMC is listening, but I don't really care at this point. It was 
so boring. <laughs> and I mean, it was it was one of those jobs where you dread going to work every single day. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I, I cannot do this. And this is where things happen for a reason. I will always be a huge believer in that because um, budget cuts came nine months later and I was the last one hired. So I was the first one fired. Yep. And I was like, what am I going to do? And uh, the same friend I went to go visit in Colorado, she was living in Alabama at the time. And we were actually listening to 98.9 yeah. uh, WBAM, which, by the way, is is the uh, I, I'm on that show in the morning from 6 to 9 with Bubba. And uh, I, I said, man, it was a really great song. I was like, I love this song. I said, it'd be so fun to work at a place like this. And she said, well, why don't you apply? Sure. I was like, well, what the heck am I going to do? She's like, just do it. I said, I will. And I was in the car and I grabbed my iPad. I had an iPad at that point. And I sent in a resume. I sent in a cover letter. I sent in a picture. And I think the next day they called me in for an interview. And this is where it gets funny because I went in to interview for a sales position, okay. which I'm terrible at. Like I would have, they would have fired me in two weeks. <laughs> it, 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 there was a no I'm brainer. terrible as well. It was horrible. I mean, I, I took the personality test all that good stuff. And um, <laughs> they called me back and they said, look, we really like your personality, but you're not a sell- like, You're not a salesman. And I was like, uh, at the time I was kind of devastated, but now I'm like, thank God they did that. Um, their promotions director had just left and they offered me um, kind of a segue into that position, which by the way, this is about two weeks before the Alabama National Fair. Oh, wow. Which if you don't know, is one of our biggest promotions yes. of the entire year. The entire Blue Water Broadcasting staff gets behind it. And um, it, this, it was a very much sinker swim situation um i got through it and uh, so i was kind of doing a little bit of promotions and then bubba on the bama country morning show needed a um co-host so rick our our rick peters our boss said you know do do you want to you want to try to do that i was like i have absolutely no idea what i'm doing but i will try and uh they put me on there and um it's kind of been that way ever since, and I, so I, so we, you know, here at Blue Water, we wear a lot of hats, right? Yeah, oh yeah. So I, I'm on the morning show in the morning with Bubba, and then a lot of people think I go home and take a nap when we get off the air at 9 a.m. No, um, no, you're here till like three or so. Yeah, yeah, sits to three, um, most most of the time a little bit later, but um, yeah. So we do now. I do promotions for all eight of our stations, and that's how I got into radio. <laughs> nice. Well, I, you know, I'm part of what I'm doing here is. Like, I've brought on you. Know, you. Mm-hmm. I've had Baron on several times. Sure. That bum. Um, <laughs> then I've had on, you know, Toy Toy and Deanne, yeah. D'Anthony Turner. And Love them. Love Diamond them. and Brandon, all these folks. And I'm, I realize I've been here six years now, but I'm such a studio rat. I'm in now seven hours a day. I'm on air. So I'll walk downstairs occasionally. Right. But I don't really get the chance to sit and talk to people as much as that happens in the normal course of work. Sure. It's like, come on up, hang out. Well, yeah. Well, now that I think about it, I mean, we were talking about this a little bit before we went on. I, you know, we've always kind of hung out and talked in a social yeah. Blue Water staff employee setting. And uh, I, you know, I, I think you're at this. This is awesome. I love it. I actually just found out from a lot of the jam staff. They're like, "Yeah, I've been on twice. I've been on four times." I'm like, "What the heck, man?" Everybody wants some Joey, <laughs> or at least I this totally radio time. It. Just looking at you, man. Well, uh, did you hear about the rating? 
Uh, the, no, the funniest part, and the more I talk about this, I can I know this is going to backfire. But <laughs> okay. But the ratings came out. They were beyond what I expected for a new show. Yes. Very, very good. Good share points. Now, I know folks go home. They might have dinner. They don't always get to listen. That's why we have a podcast. Check it out on Facebook, folks. And SoundCloud, the Joey Clark Radio. <laughs> but little promotion there. Yes. So I'm... I don't know. I, I found myself looking at the ratings... And I'm expecting, okay, I'm doing good in the demographic that we shoot for. Mm-hmm. Like men, 35, 64, 24, to like 64. Mm-hmm. And I, out of all 13 hours of live local talk here on News Talk. Oh, boy. I am number one with women. Joey, is that really a surprise to you? Because it's, it's not to it me. It is. It's a huge surprise to me. Well, maybe it was my brother and I talking about Lord of the Rings. That really hooked <laughs> in the ladies. Sure. I'm sure that was it. <laughs> no, it shocked me. It shocked me. And so it's, I don't know, that seemed hmm. funny to me. But I... I wonder uh, why that is. For, I mean, really, I, I wonder... In all seriousness, my brother's girlfriend, Caroline, <laughs> the most awesome girl in the world will do not screw that up <laughs> marry her sir um now i'm putting the pressure on uh, but she said no i think just because you actually listen and you're a little vulnerable on air like i i do share a lot if as long as it's you know appropriate language appropriate sure, i'll sure. share the story and uh i yeah, try to create a space where we just chit chat kind of like what we're doing now I, the conversation I think I think that's super important. I think we're too censored nowadays, and now we live in a day and age where everyone is scared to offend somebody. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> which, well, who which, would you like to offend, Kristen? <laughs> you know what? I I seem to offend someone on the morning show almost every day. So, really? um, you know, well, I just well, I did hear you offended Xavier Woods. Oh, I did. Oh, my gosh. I did do that. Wow. Yeah, the whole uh, is wrestling fake conversation. We did do that. When you told me that story, I'm like, you said what? Yeah, yeah. You really made me worried, honestly, no, when, when you had that reaction. I was like, crap, I really messed up. Oh, he I probably really gets up. it all the time. That's why he was so quick. and like, what would you say? Yeah, like, he was like, what? I mean, they're kind of trained. They're used to that question. But I was like, come on. No, which, by the way, right. I don't know if he got a real injury or a fake one, kayfabe injury. Uh, he you know, in the pay per view Sunday night. Okay, these they are having a tag team match, and mm-hmm. Xavier was in it, mm-hmm. and these two other guys from a tag team, the Bludgeon Brothers. I hate the gimmick; it's so stupid. <laughs> it the Bludgeon. Stupid. They come out with fake iron mallets, like Bludgeon Brothers. What? Fake. They're definitely appealing to like the the little kids in the audience. Sure, I guess. But they come up and disrupt this match. And they're, like, throwing people into the stands and all this stuff. But they pick up Xavier Woods on the... They call them the steel steps. They're okay. probably, like, aluminum. And uh, and they powerbomb him onto the steel steps. Like, his... And his back hits, and you see a little whiplash with his neck. Oh. And he kind of sat there like... Oh, so you don't know if it's a real or fake thing. And when they saying. came back, it's like all the other guys who were hurt are being taken care of by WWE docs in the locker room. But uh, we took Xavier Woods to the hospital. He has a thoracic spine bruise. Thoratic, thoracic spine bruise. Mm-hmm. 
And everybody's speculating online because they do this. And this is the fun part of it. And that's why I loved your question. It's like, isn't wrestling fake? It is very much scripted. And they will hook you in. And they play they play with that so well. Okay, well, just to, just to set the record straight, what I actually said was... I know a lot of people think that wrestling is fake. Mm. And that was my lead-in into what I was going to ask him. But he that's all he heard. He had very selective hearing at that point. Yeah, that's and, a red uh, flag right there. Right. And he was like, what'd you say? <laughs> I was like, uh... And I repeated it, which is the worst part. <laughs> I'm like, you know, people think wrestling's fake. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's scripted. It's scripted. Oh, my gosh. But it's seriously what gave me this uh, complex. I'm like, man... Look at all these guys and the women. The women's division's awesome now. I, you know, I, I can see how that'd be super appealing. It, no, and it's it used to be, especially in the Attitude Era, it was just all sex. It was just sex. Sure. Like they would do. I, I mean, amazing. Uh, Why would it not be? Well, they would do evening gown matches where the first what? person who had their evening gown ripped off uh, lost. That sort of stuff. That was. No, now like 18 years ago. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, no, I went back and my mom wouldn't let me watch. When I was 9 or 10, she, my mother would not let me watch Monday Night Raw. And I watched some old ones. I'm like, I see why she didn't let me. It's hmm. so funny. That's so funny that you bring that up, how our, you know, how our parents try to right. censor that. I remember my mom going through Seventeen Magazine. I remember my mom going through the whole magazine when I first got in. She would rip out all the pages that had anything to do with sex or uh, anything, anything that, like, a 12-year-old shouldn't be reading. And uh, when she gave that to me, there were, like, four pages left. See, but your mom, I think, forgot. How many brothers do you have? Uh, three. Yes, that's what she forgot. Sure. That you yes. have brothers. Right. And... And, and no matter, and I, I think now is more, uh, we see it more now. I mean, you almost, the more you try to censor, kind of the more harm you do. Yeah. Really. No, there is a, a long theory that um, there, there was a worry, especially with, I'm, I'm trying to think of the time period. I can't. But there's a guy named Michel Foucault who did a whole volume of books called The History of Sexuality. Mm-hmm. He focused, yeah, the Victorian period, so late 1800s, early 1900s. And he was focusing on parents who were really worried, especially about their little boys' um, self-abuse, so to speak. Not, mm, not okay. cutting more. It's really pleasure. It's not abuse. But anyway, <laughs> they were worried about their sons going blind. Um, <laughs> if Dr. Benjamin Rush of the founding was correct. Uh, and so... Okay. And so what he found is the more the parents obsessed yeah. over it, mm-hmm. the more it actually led to people doing that. I could totally, because you put such a spotlight on it, then I think it kind of leads to a curiosity at that point. The forbidden fruit of it. Right, it's exactly, exactly. And we are on Facebook Live, by the way, and a lot oh, of people cool. are, um, are agreeing. So yeah. I'm super... I'm super excited with that, with what we're talking about. But uh, no, I. <laughs> you're, you are. I'm really excited. excited about what we're talking about. Um, no, but I mean that that that's that's the effect that I would have. I mean, yeah. at and back to my earlier example, by my mom ripping out all the pages that were inappropriate um, at the time for Seventeen magazine, that just kind of made me want to like buy more as I got older to kind of see what I was missing. Well, and it's like, why is there a page ripped out? It immediately exactly. creates a question. What could that possibly 
B to where I to, to what what can I know but at this I, age? But on the when it comes to those magazines, mm-hmm. you, you said seventeen. I've never read that. But yeah, I used I to. Think you would. <laughs> I used to because it was fun to me. If I went over to like a girl's place in college mm-hmm. and they'd have like Cosmopolitan there. I loved reading that stuff out loud. Like, what is my dating type? I mean, it's yeah. meant for the ladies, but right. I would read it out loud as a joke. But as I was reading the stuff, I'm like, what the guy wants <laughs> you to try? <laughs> you start I, learning I, a lot about <laughs> Yeah, and I read it and go, no, do not try that. <laughs> don't do that. No, don't do that. Candle? <laughs> like, you can put that candle on the nightstand, keep it on the nightstand. No, Cosmo. Cosmo's guilty of that. Oh, it's bad. Cosmo's guilty of that. A lot. The, and I was actually on BuzzFeed, which is a great website, um, a few days ago, and it was kind of highlighting, like, all the things that Cosmo told you to do that mm. you should never do. Right. And I, and I was kind of reading. I'm like, yeah, I, no, I would, that would never cross my mind to do that. Nope. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Let's take a quick break here. Yes, that's fine. The album of the days, Traveler, Chris <laughs> Stapleton. It's the only country album I have I'm on so vinyl. Proud of you. Oh, I love I'm Stapleton so though. I like Jamie Johnson too from Montgomery. Oh well, okay, that makes sense for you. For you though, I get it. Yeah, somebody. Brought, I like any outlaw country. Shooter Jennings. I like him too. Not familiar. Not you don't know Shooter. Oh. I gotta say, I can't pretend on this one. Well, I was gonna, in the break, say you pick the song we come out to. Okay. But I might have played Shooter. Oh, we'll, we'll figure okay. it out. Okay, okay. <laughs> Sounds Listen good. to the Joey Clark Radio <laughs> Hour. My guest this evening, Christy. We'll be right back. <laughs> Going on right now. I love this song. Ah, I'm no, so giddy. This wasn't me that you requested. I did request this song. Oh, I love. Uh, it's so I, good. I just want to like. I just want to like sing it. You and Emily both. I know Emily loves this song too. I know yeah. she does. Well, let's let it play for a second. Ah, okay. I feel like singing. Give, give, give me the chorus. I'll be good. Okay. Okay. It's coming up. Puts me in such a great tantric state. He turned to me as if to say, Hurry, boy, it's waiting there for you. Here we go. Gonna take a lot to drag me away from you. There's nothing that a hundred men or more can ever do. I bless the rains down in Africa. <laughs> Oh, and scene. Okay. <sighs> we, we will spare them the rest of that. <laughs> I love that song, though. Oh, great song, great song, great song. I'm glad you picked it. I was like, any dealer's thank choice you. to you. And thank you. And you picked Africa. Great I, one. I thank you so much. I'm very proud of my choice. Yes, so... As I was uh, going into the break, I was thinking about... You said you're now a year married? 
I am now a Two year. Uh, um, May will be a year. May will be a year. May, May will be a year. Now, do you look at your unmarried friends and maybe your single friends, and especially because there's a lot of think pieces written, right, 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 all this stuff for guys and gals uh, that you ever look at them and go, oh, God. I am so happy. I don't have to deal with the dating world anymore. You have no idea. I actually feel like I say that um, several, several times a day. <laughs> and and there there are a lot of times where I will look at my husband and I'll be like, like, please never let me go out in the dating world again. Like, please don't make me ever do that. Right. And he's and he's all he always has some kind of snide remark and he's like, Well, you know, don't make me don't make me have to <laughs> or something like that. And I'm like, okay. All right, you were cute, now you're not. Um, no, but oh my gosh, I this would be me on a first date, okay? I'd I haven't been on a first date in so long. I'd be sitting there and I'd be like, So, um do you like cheese? <laughs> yes, I love cheese. Because I love cheese. <laughs> but then I would carry on like a 20-minute conversation about cheese. That sounds so. amazing to me. <laughs> now I'm really, I'd be like, what's your favorite? I like Gouda. Um, no, I like string cheese. Seriously, on Sunday, <laughs> we made the most epic mac and cheese with Kaneka oh. and mushrooms. And we had a New York Reserve Cabot uh, cheddar and a thousand day Canadian cheddar. Holy crap, you don't play around no, with we, your cheese. Not with our mac okay, and cheese. Okay, well. <laughs> no, see, if you let off, I would be all about talking about cheese. Well, well, shoot, Jimmy. I mean, maybe <laughs> if I wasn't married, I would definitely go on a first date with you. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> No, I've heard, Sorry. like, it's tough. I, I, like, I don't really date. I just don't. You know my situation. Please do not reveal it. I, no. <laughs> Don't worry. That that was not needed, that last bit. I would never reveal that. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, so it's, I, I just, it's not worth it to me. It's, it's really, in a, lot of, in a lot of ways, it's really not. And especially, and, and I have, okay, I have two single friends. I'm not going to say their names, mm-hmm. um, you know, just in case they don't want me to. But they are amazing people. They are amazing people. They're both gorgeous. They have everything they anything in the world they want they got they got great jobs they have their crap together um you know it's and it's just a it's just a mystery why they're still single but at the same time like kind of the guys here that sometimes meet Montgomery and they're like you have any single friends like I don't want to introduce them to my awesome friends right? because then, because they deserve better, you know? But I also think Montgomery's weird for that. It is, though. Every time somebody says, uh, Joey, I want to set you up. I'm like, no, you no, don't. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't want to embarrass you. <sighs> I just, I hate that conversation. It's one thing when it's like people our age and it's like, oh, sure. I have, we have mutual friends. Sure. The worst is like the mom. Or oh, the no. dad is like, you have to meet my daughter. No. I don't know and why. And that, that date's never a good one. Yeah. It's I, never a good one. It yeah. never works out well, ever. Well, and I don't know why all these people who try to set me up sound like a New York Jew. But it's just, it's a Jewish grandmother. My my daughter, she's a lawyer. <laughs> you got that voice down really well, and it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I go in and out all sorts of voices. Oh, this I is will, why. Uh, yeah, you will? Well, <laughs> no, I will never do that to you. Good. Um... 
<laughs> I have these two amazing friends, <laughs> and I will never do that you to you. You met one of them. I have? You met one of them. And I will say one of them is a lawyer, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny that we're talking about this. Uh, <laughs> but even, but, but now, I mean, what about the mind games? Yeah. You go, nowadays, and, and, that's, and that's the one thing I hope Dakota's listening, because... That was the one thing that really made me absolutely fall in love with him super fast because it was never a question of what are we? Right. And there was never, never a question of like, well, how does he feel about me? Because he, he told me from the very beginning exactly what he wanted from the relationship, exactly what he was expecting, exactly how he felt. And it was never a question. And then I see couples nowadays and, you know, girls are, are complaining to me or crying to me and they're like, you know, he hasn't... I don't know. I just, I don't know how he feels. Like, sometimes we talk four times, a, like, all day, and then sometimes we go all day without talking to each other, and I just don't know what that means. And I'm like, oh, my oh, wow. Lord. And at this point, I'm texting Dakota. I'm like, don't ever break up with me, please. Because oh, <laughs> I can't do this. See, but that, that from where I sit, like, I like the idea that you can go maybe a day without having to, con like, you know, here's what I'm doing today, sure. and I hope, or can we meet up? So you know, somewhere maybe plans, but constantly with these cell phones in communique with somebody else. Absolutely, it drives me a little nuts. I agree. Well, especially, um, and 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 that happened to me actually not too long ago. Where and to the point where I'm like, do any of you ever work? Like, do y'all have jobs? Because I'm I'm so busy throughout the day. I mean, well, me and Dakota will do the occasional, um, you know, hey babe, like how, how'd your test go? Yeah. Uh, whatever, like checking in. But some of these people. People want to have conversations all day and I'm right. like I'm at work like I'm I, I'm trying to do something right. <laughs> what, are, what are you doing are you off today what's going on and uh, I I just I can't handle it that's why I would be I would be so awkward in today's dating world um, but I think that's why a lot more people are turning to online dating see I've never had a good experience with that see, I, and I've honestly never I've honestly never tried it not not to say that I want it if I was single, <clears throat> but it would it would be I would be very skeptical. Yeah, well, things like number one, things like Tinder, it turns into a glorified Turing test. Oh, that's a robot. That's a <laughs> robot. I'm gonna mess with that robot even though I know it's a robot. It, exactly. I'm actually messing with one right now. No, I had <laughs> one uh, that was quick response. It was a fairly complex program. Mm -hmm. um, it had a normal conversation. Should we meet? Like, yeah, sure, if you want to meet in a pub. And I already know it's a robot, but because of how immediate the response sure. was. It's like, I see my, this is before the yoga and like all the, <laughs> it, it's like, I see my profile pic. <laughs> Nobody responds that quickly. Before you started feeling really good about yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> when did that start? I don't know. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I'll meet in a public place. You want to meet at like a restaurant or a bar or something? No, meet at this address. I'm like, are you sure? What at this place? No, meet at this address. So I look up the address. It's like... I'm about to get murdered? In the middle of Pike Road behind like some warehouse. No! Yeah! Like if, I had, if I was an idiot and took that robot up on that, oh what would have gosh. happened to me? It's a wonder you're not dead yet. Right. It's, holy, ooh. holy goodness. See, yeah. that scares the crap out of me. Yeah, it's insane what the... the there are bad people out there, and they will take somebody who's maybe down on their luck, who's lonely. Mm -hmm. it's just I just mm -hmm. want to meet somebody, and then you know. So, kidnap so you. exactly. So, 
with this conversation, how what do you think is the easiest way to meet people nowadays? For you personally, I'm a bad example <laughs> um, because I really do. I go because you because you, you you said you, you don't really date. No word of mouth. Now. Probably okay. it is through like mutual friends, these sort of things. It isn't like oh, let's set you up. It's more like right. I know this person. Y'all should get together sometime, and maybe we'll everybody will go to a thing and you'll meet. That's them. that's that's the way to do it. it. Especially if you're going to be one of those people who sets your friends up with with another friend, you gotta do an easygoing group setting kind of group date type thing now have but let me ask have you okay. seen <laughs> because this happens when sometimes when people get in relationships okay. where they have their friend groups but then these two people get together and it's like their own world they're like cut off from the world yeah you they don't have time for mm -hmm. other people mm-hmm I've seen it myself. Like, my yeah. roommate, he's got a lovely, awesome new girlfriend. I don't begrudge them at all, but I do a little bit. When I'm sitting there trying to get him to watch a Brock Lesnar match, and they're over there <laughs> picking out tuxedos. <laughs> watch the match, then pick out the tux. Now, you know what? You know what's one of the most awkward things I've ever been... I haven't even been a part of this, which makes it even worse. Mm. But there have been so many times where Dakota and I have gone on a date uh, to go get dinner and we will be at a table and there will be, you know, just, just a few feet away from us. There will be, and it does not matter the age. I've seen it with high school couples. I've seen it with older couples. I've seen it with, you know, couples our age where, and phones aren't even involved, but neither one of them will talk throughout the entire meal. And I suffer a lot from my like secondhand awkwardness. Yeah. So like if I witness a particularly awkward situation, I myself feel really weird and I'll be like, Dakota, like, I gotta, <laughs> we either gotta go or we gotta like sit somewhere else. Um, because it makes me feel so bad. I'm like, how? I can't even fathom doing an entire dinner date with somebody and not... It, and not finding anything in common to talk about. Yeah, no conversation. Are you serious? Like, I, I could talk about an, an hour about cheese. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right. Like, how can you not find anything to talk about? I don't get it. Well, do you want to get the fondue? <laughs> we can get the cheese plate and, you know. That's the way to my heart. Oh, you're the one. You're the one. That's it. <laughs> well, no, and a big, there are deal breakers. Uh, if somebody is hesitant about, say, the dog. Like, if you don't love dogs oh. and a do oh. you don't like it, you know, not overtly, not in a gross way, but it, a dog licks you on the face, giving you a kiss. If you're not cool with that. Oh, yeah. That's a telltale sign. That's yeah. a telltale sign. And everyone listening and people who are watching on Facebook Live right now, if your dog does not like the person mm. that you're about to go out with, that is a huge red flag. That's a huge red flag. I would never, I'd be like, Okay, well, um, I'm suddenly not feeling well. I don't right. think we should do this. Oh, it's, I don't, but because you asked me, you know, what's the best way to meet people? I don't know. Like, I hear about, like, the new dating and these sort of things going on, but I'm not doing it. So I don't really know what's going on out there, even though I am technically single. Well, yeah, but, but at the same time, do you have a, like, huge desire to no. get out? And start, see, that's... I like my alone time. See? I, and, and so do I, honestly. D Dakota was studying for a test last night. I didn't see him all night till about 11, 12, and I was super happy. Yeah. 
I got to watch a movie that he would never watch with me. So, I mean, it was great. That's important. Yeah. Where it would be different in this situation is if you kind of yearn to get out there and right. and suddenly, you know, go on all these dates. That's a new thing. But, but my favorite thing to ask is what, without revealing anything, just say no if you can. Okay. But, uh, like... Your single friends, what are some of the craziest story? You're like, I can't believe a dude did that. Because sometimes I hear these stories and I'm like, I can't believe a guy did that. And then mm. sometimes I'm like, I can't believe it. You know, um, the, the, the instance that keeps coming up in my mind and... Um and I'll, I will say it actually happened to to my best friend uh, who, who's in Colorado. She went on a date with this guy, and it's not even the first time this has happened. But the but the sheer boldness that guys have nowadays, mm. where it's just kind of it's they're they just kind of expect things to progress at their mm. at their uh, pace mm-hmm. rather than the ladies and. Um, she was not really feeling it on this on this date with this guy. First date? Yeah, first date. And she was not feeling it. And I think it was kind of obvious that she was not feeling it. And, you know, he drove her back to her place. And it was just kind of like understood on his part that he was going to come in. And, you know, kind of like do like a spend the night type thing. And she was like... Okay, no, like you're. I'm. I'm I mean, I'm good. I'm gonna. Um, you can drop me off here. And wow. he was insisting on walking her up to her apartment, like something was going to change between now and then uh, of her inviting himself inside. Oh, and the she, worst is the bathroom trick. Yeah, the ba- oh, let me go to the bathroom. I need real to use quick. the bathroom nice. real quick. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't think that's I, that story. That I just I don't think that's unheard of. I think a lot of women have experienced that. Right. Um, I will say that in college, I went on a date with a guy, and I fully expected him to pay like a guy should when he go on a first date and he made me pay for all of my meal and half of his wow yeah half of his yeah half of his see i i if it's a first date and nobody says anything i'll pay if somebody wants to split it fine cool like i don't have any hang-ups either way sure uh but If if it's determined beforehand yeah that you're, you well, know, that you're splitting it or whatever. Especially if I invite somebody, though. And sure, if been, you invite someone, yes. And there have been times God. in my life, though, where I haven't had any money. So I've said that, and it's like, fine, right. that's out but, there. And you, made, and you made that, that was a predetermined thing, like, hey, I don't have a lot of cash. Like, right. if you want to spot, if you can spot me this time, like, yes, let's go to lunch. But that's not something just spring on somebody when they're expecting you to take care of the bill. And then he had the audacity to ask me out to the movies, like, the weekend after. I'm like, no, dude. And by the way, that was a date that one of my friends set me up on. <laughs> so this all comes full circle. Indeed. <laughs> well, you should have just talked about the cheese. Hey, you know what? That That is, shoot. If anyone could carry on a conversation with me about cheese. Brie with some apple. Uh, what sandwich? about the cheese ball? Yeah, oh, the cheese oh, ball is epic. my gosh. It's so good. <sighs> with the I'm walnuts so and like. I'm so hungry. Or what about the, the chunky cheese dip that some places have with the, the pepper dip. jelly in the center? Oh! Oh, oh it's gosh. so good. Oh, my gosh. The chocolate cheese. What about cream cheese mixed with red pepper jelly? Yeah. So good. We got this uh, wow. aged, like extra sharp cheddar, but it had habanero in it. So it had a little kick to it. Spiciness. I like it. You like spicy food? I like the, uh, 
I don't I don't dislike it, but I'm not going to go out of my way to order it. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. If it's in front of me, I'm going to eat the heck out of it. Now, one of the weirdest <laughs> things, I think uh, a woman told me on air over the phone, uh, is she invited the guy up to her place. And before he went in, he's like, I have to do something first. And he sat <laughs> oh, cross-legged on the ground. No. And he meditated. He meditated. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's trying oh to get a good gosh. tantric state. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Did he, did he, did he do the um, um sound effects? No, I don't think Stop. you have to do the um. You don't. Yeah, I think, I think that's a... This isn't Siddhartha or right. <laughs> Oh, guys, come on, you guys. You've got to stop. But there might be a woman out there who finds that endearing. It's like, oh, he meditated before he came. How respectful of my domain. I don't think anyone finds that endearing. (laughs) Absolutely not. I think that's a moot point. (laughs) You'd be surprised, though. There are some weird people that do just fit together like lost treasure trove pieces. Everyone knows that one couple, that one kind of weird couple where you're like, they belong together. Yeah. 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 That works. That works. Well, we're pretty much out of time. I can't believe it. I can't believe how fast this went. I really can't. Very cool. Unfortunately, I'm used to hearing that. (laughs) That's a joke. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) I hope that was a joke, too. (laughs) (sighs) What a way to end. Christy, thank you for joining me this evening. Thank you so much. I've had such a great time. Oh, I knew it. I knew you were going to go out with Toto. I'm so excited. I'd have to have you back sometime. <laughs> I know you get up early, but whenever. Hey, no, you know what? No, this is perfect on my time frame. I love it. Well, folks, thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, we'll have a, um, what is it, actors from the Cloverdale Playhouse talking about a play reading they're doing, I believe, on Saturday night. So tune in. Talk to you all later. Talk to